You're listening to the Black Compass Podcast, the show that brings you real talk from women about culture, career, justice, and wellness, all all in the pursuit of Black excellence. With your host, Dynasty Hunt and Dr. Jess Williams. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to our next episode of the Black Compass. And I'm already fired up about this particular topic that we're going to talk about because I think it's something that we don't talk enough about and we're starting to talk more about it, but I not sure that everybody's actually listening, really hearing what we're saying around this. And you know, what we're talking about today y'all is this idea of believing, not even an idea, like you just need to do it, that you need to believe black women but also understanding that in that belief of Black women, believe when they are asking you for support, for help, for guidance, and not putting all of these uneffective, harmful stereotypes on a Black woman that don't allow for them to be heard, listened to, or get the real support and community that they need. I agree. I mean, it's hard. I know as a Black woman, you're used to doing it all yourself, right? And we have the identity and presentation that, you know, we're just used to making it happen. We're go-getters. Like, it's just, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, who else is going to do it? Who else is going to do it, you know? And when you do reach out for help, you're like, what? You need help. You know, you kind of get a, like, a question mark on top of that. And it's important to allow that space that if a Black woman does need help or does need support, that you step back and you're like, okay, you know, and what brings this up is, you know, the Meghan Markle interview. Oh, the Meghan Markle interview. It's the Meghan Markle interview. I think about, you know, a few weeks ago, it was happening with Cori Bush where she's like in the Senate office and she's like, hey, this woman is attacking me and they're like oh well let's just move you let's just do things for you instead of listening to her and saying like she is saying this is not okay something should be done about this i need some help and nobody is listening and when i think about that when i think about megan's interview i think about so many other women who say this is what i need there is such a stereotype out there there's such an ingrained stereotype of like you're strong you have it all together you don't need anybody you don't need support you don't need to talk to anyone you don't need help but when we do ask for help we're either a lot of times shamed it's like no you don't like you're stronger than that like get it together like you're shamed around it or people just like flat out are like I don't really believe you. I feel like this is a smoke screen. Like you don't really need this. You're just trying to be distracting. So you don't really need this. Or you become burdened with what your help is supposed to look like, which just fascinates me where it's like, why am I being the one saying like, this is the help I need or this is the support I need, but then I gotta go out and get it. I gotta go out and fund it. I gotta go out and find it. I gotta do everything around it. Well, that's just as burdensome as having to even go and say, this is where I need support. This is where I need help. Right, and I think another piece is a lot of times black women suffer in silence. And you know, with getting your voice, 
It's just like, well, I don't want to suffer in silence. So let me ask for some support. Maybe there is a helping hand from someone to help in this. And when we're speaking about this, this is outside of your community, your village, your friends. Like this is just someone other than individuals who have really been there through your life cycle, right? So it's one of those things where you're just like, well, if you're going to shame me, if you're going to second guess me, if you're going to show this and stereotype me, then I might as well just suffer in silence because it feels like I'm going to receive more backlash or interrogation based on me stating I need support. Right. And if I'm going to be interrogated, then I'm not going to share. I'm not going to put it out there. You're, we're watching what's happening with Megan real time where she put out there, this is what I needed. This is what happened to me. This is my experience. And yet people are writing thought pieces, having long interview conversations saying, well, I don't believe her. And did she really need help? Well, if that is what is going to happen to me, if I publicly was to say, this is what I need, why would I go out and do that? I'm going to just suffer in silence. Or I have learned that community, I can go to you. I can go to fellow black women and say, here's what I need and get that support. But, you know, the reality is I understand and I recognize like we got to take care of us, right? I I truly do believe that. But I also think there's a point where it's just like it is harmful because there are so many other groups who don't believe that we need that support and it shows up. It shows up in how we are treated from a medical standpoint, how we are treated in workplaces, how we are treated in so many different areas and arenas of the system that I don't want it to just be with you or fellow Black women that I go and get believed and get support from because I need other groups to understand and not treat me different or like I don't need something and therefore I don't get the support and help that's needed. Right. But, and also I need support from other groups, (laughs) you know, I don't want to isolate and be just in one community bucket, right? Like I want to be able to have that expansion from support from all other groups too. But if you're going to try to silence me with stigma and stereotypes, then yes, you're right. I'm just going to suffer in silence and no one, how about no one is going to know what I'm experiencing. And then what does that really lead to? It leads to the depression. It leads to anxiety. It leads to isolation. It leads to self-harm, self-loathing behaviors. Like the list can keep going on. Mm -hmm. So people need to really think about that. What is the impact that you're bringing when you are silencing someone who is asking for help? I don't think people truly understand the magnitude of that impact. I don't know that they truly get what happens when they silence someone. I don't know that we can even name that because it's so different in each person. But to your point of all that you listed of what could happen, the damages of that can be long-term, can really shift someone's trajectory if they allow it, and can really be hard to unpack and deal with and bounce back from. And I don't think there is true awareness or understanding of how that all manifests and how it all plays out in real life. I think there is just an assumption that we are a certain way, that we should be a certain way. And if we're not a certain way, this is what's hard for me, especially in the workplace, 
when we are not strong, when we are not quote unquote assertive, a word that I just, it just baffles me. But like when we're not some of these things that are the stereotypical way that they believe that we should be acting, then it's not like, hey, what do you need? How can I help support you? Or is there something that you need right now? It is, we are underperforming. We are checked out. We are not engaged. We turn into performance issues, but when someone who doesn't look like us is like, I need help or is exhibiting signs of like, hey, I need something different right now. I need some support in a different way. Then it's like, oh, let's make sure we put like a professional development plan. Let's put support around that. And let's make sure you've got everything that you need. But for us, we're now a problem. You know, right. maybe we should work them out of the organization. I've seen that so many times and I fight against it all the time because I'm just like, where's that coming from? Where's that right. narrative? I mean, you know, but like, where's that narrative truly coming from? And why are we continuing to feed that narrative? So that also just baffles me because not only are you playing with someone's mental health, potentially, when you silence them, you're playing like with their compensation, you are playing with their title, you're playing with their own like career trajectory, you are touching a lot of different areas, whether you realize it or not, that are can be right. very harmful to an individual. And it can be so impacting that that person literally can lose their identity in the sense of how they view themselves in a workplace situation or even within their own personal space, mm. you know, outside of the workplace. And I think some of the behaviors of this occurring is just because it's so ingrained. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always say, you know, some people have favor and some people are favorites. So mm-hmm. how does that look? Mm-hmm. And how does it look when your favorites all look the same and are consistently the same mm-hmm. every single time? Every yeah. single time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that silencing piece is very detrimental in so many different spaces that I feel like that's not spoken about. It yeah. is not normalized that this actually occurs and that it's occurring in everyday life and other in all different aspects and how that really can impair someone from really yeah. being their best self, let alone their authentic self. Because I know for myself, it's hard to ask for help. It really is. Like mm-hmm. it's been many times when I've been quiet. I'm just quiet. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm my biggest hype man in my head, right? And that's not healthy. So imagine if you're someone that does it on the regular basis. Yeah. I find sometimes that it's hard to ask for help for me because I think I sometimes know what I need. And it's hard to have, like, I sometimes feel like I just don't have space and time to really get it out and articulate it. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like there is this pressure of, okay, you know what it is. So like, get it to us, make sure it's super urgent, like put it all out there. And it's just like, for me, I know for myself that I need time to process it. I need time to think about it. So sometimes my helper support is like, I know that I'm gonna need you to do something, But before I need you to do something, I need you to give me space to actually process what's going on in my head and put that out there. And I feel like a lot of times people want you to both like say what you need, have the action plan, have it all together right away. And sometimes what I need is just 
a little bit of space to process what I truly need so that I can come and tell you what's going to be most helpful. And I don't think we give people that time to actually process it either. I agree with that. We don't, we don't give the space. The other thing is, you know, as we're thinking about this is just like the fact that like when we do just say like, here's what it is, here's what we need, here's our story, here's what's happening. It is really hard to see so many evident cases publicly of how when someone says something that they need, it's so scrutinized and questioned and gaslit. And I think that's hard too, because when you see so many cases and evidence of that over and over again, it's really hard to our earlier point of like, why would I go out and do this, but also then how to break the cycle. Like, mm-hmm. where, how does the cycle stop of you going inward versus saying like, I'm going to do this too, if over and over again, the evidence continues to show us that this is where we get gaslit over yeah. and over again. You make a good point. That's a good point. I often think that when we are in spaces like this, that some of this is we are going to have to kind of start somewhere and figure out through some authentic relationships and the relationship building, how do we get to the place where we don't have to be silenced? And then at the same time, I'm pushing myself as I say that out loud because I am hearing a lot of like, I, you me like we have to go and do that work and so i i i kind of challenge myself and would challenge our listeners to think what are you doing to help with that because again what i just said puts the burden back on me puts the burden back on you puts the burden back on the individual to both get someone to believe you get someone to hear you get someone not to silence you and then get the help and support that you need that can be crushing and harmful in itself right and i think it takes a lot to you know, to ask for that help, right? So you have to be open to really getting to know people. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing to get to know people that you work with, that you see on the regular? Yeah. And what are you doing to build trust? Because I mean, like, if I feel like I'm getting to know you and beginning to trust you, and then you do something really harmful directly to me, that impacts if I'm going to be able to come to you, if I'm going to feel comfortable going to you, if I feel like in some ways you may be the one that may silence me. So it's like, how do you build those relationships, get to know people, but also build trust with real authentic trust? Because that's, that's going to matter. Yeah. It's the trust. It's the foundation piece. The trust is the foundation piece. It's the foundation. And it's just, you know, we always say it's being a human, but For some, it's a challenge to build relationships with people. But if you are in corporations and you're leading people, then it's not all about process and quality and compliance. It's also about getting to know your people so that when they are going through something or experiencing some form of distress, they can come to you because they trust you and they truly believe that you will support them in identifying the solution to help resolve or decrease whatever they're experiencing. Mm, That's a whole word right there. We can just end it right there. (laughs) It's a whole word. And something else that I know we're gonna unpack later this season. All right, y'all, thanks so much for joining us. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on The Black Compass. Make sure to visit our websites at drjesswilliams.com and dynastyhunt.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes and Spotify so you'll never miss a show. 
And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'll appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you'll simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. And remember, the world shouldn't define where you go. Your internal black coffee should.